Good morning, Redeemer family. My name is Morgan Renew, and as an elder at Redeemer Church of Dubai, it's my privilege to begin our series in the Book of Acts. For the next nine weeks, uh, we'll work through different parts of the Book of Acts, uh, hearing about God's unstoppable word. I'm really excited for our time in Acts uh, because I think Acts teaches us how to wait well. These last few months have been a time of lots of waiting. Uh, we've waited until we can leave our homes. Uh, we're still waiting for, to see our friends again. We're waiting to be able to meet as a church again. Kids, I know you're waiting to get back to your activities, to get back to school one day. It's been a time of waiting and it's been hard. It's been hard because we've been unclear as to what we should be doing as we wait. And we've been uncertain as to what's going to happen. Will there be a vaccine or won't there? Uh, when will the curve flatten? And we've been uncertain as to how to spend our time. Uh, we've wondered, should I be trying to be productive or should I take this as a time to rest? Some people have learned to make homemade bread while others have tried to get super healthy. Uh, we haven't been sure exactly how we should spend our, our waiting while some of us have just been trying to get by. So I know many of you, you've lost jobs. So you've been on reduced pay and you've wondered actually, how can I spend this time? How can I just get through and survive uh, this time? Yet the book of Acts teaches us how to wait well, because as we zoom out from the year 2020 uh, to all of history, we see that we are in a time of waiting. As we've just heard from the first chapter of Acts, uh, we are waiting for Jesus to return. The book of Acts begins with Jesus, who has died for our sins, who has risen to life, with Jesus raised up to heaven. And we're told that he one day will return. Uh, just as he rose to heaven, he will come back from heaven. Uh, we are in a time of waiting. But as in history, we are in a time of waiting. The book of Acts gives us clarity and it gives us certainty. It gives us complete clarity as to where we fit and what we should be doing as we wait. And it gives us complete certainty uh, that God's plans will be fulfilled. I'm excited about our time in the book of Acts, and I hope you are too. And the first thing the book of Acts teaches us is that it's about what Jesus continues to do and teach. Look with me at verse 1 of the book of Acts. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up. So right from the beginning, uh, the book of Acts is the second part of a series. Uh, Luke wrote Luke's gospel, and now he's wrote, written the book of Acts uh, to follow Luke's gospel. And if you're familiar with Luke's gospel, you'll know that it is the story of Jesus' life. It begins with Jesus' miraculous birth. 
Uh, Luke's gospel tells us of Jesus' amazing ministry, of the things he taught, the amazing things he taught, of his miracles and the things he did. Luke's gospel shows us Jesus interacting with different people, uh, showing his, his love and care for the marginalized, showing him going after the lost and the outcast. It shows him bringing healing and forgiveness to many. And most of all, uh, the gospel of Luke shows Jesus uh, having lived the perfect life we could never live. It shows him dying for our sins. But after Jesus dies for our sins, uh, Luke's gospel tells us that he rose again. On the third day, he rose to life. He defeated death so that we can have life with him. And as Luke's gospel finishes uh, with Jesus having died and risen again, uh, the book of Acts picks up the story. Uh, he says, in the first book, Luke's gospel, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up. But that should make us ask, what's the book of Acts about? If the Gospel of Luke was about what Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up, what should we expect his next book will be about? I think we'll see clearly today and throughout our whole series in the book of Acts uh, that the book of Acts is not like a sort of a disappointing movie sequel, but actually this is the Acts of the risen Lord Jesus. I don't know uh, if you have any movie sequels that you've been disappointed by, where you love the first film, you rush to the cinema or to put in the DVD uh, to watch the sequel, and then it just didn't live up to the original. For me, this was Jurassic Park 2. I love Jurassic Park. And then when I went to the cinema to see Jurassic Park 2, uh, there were the dinosaurs, there were some of the stars, but there was no Sam Neill. Sam Neill played the, the, lead, the, the lead in Jurassic Park 1. Uh, he's a New Zealander, so as an Australian. We, we claim him as an Aussie actor. Um, and he, he had the, the cool hat. He was the centre of the action in Jurassic, Jurassic Park. But in the sequel, he was nowhere to be seen. I think some people might think that about the book of Acts. Uh, where Luke's gospel was about Jesus, uh, we've got the sequel, but Jesus is nowhere to be seen. Now we're, we're focusing on the church. And while the book of Acts has many important things to teach us about church, it's an amazing and inspiring picture of the early church. In the book of Acts, Jesus is still there. While in Luke's gospel, we saw what Jesus began to do and teach, the book of Acts will show us what Jesus is continuing to do and teach now that he's raised up to heaven. I've heard someone say that Jesus came proclaiming the kingdom of God and we got the church. Uh, but in the book of Acts, we'll see that the church is not a disappointment. Uh, the church is not trying to somehow just carry on Jesus' legacy. We'll see that Jesus is alive. Jesus is in heaven and Jesus is still at work. He is building his church. He's still doing. He is still teaching. And he's doing it through his people, through his church, 
by his spirit. Now, how does he do this? I think we get hints in these early verses. In verse 3, it says that uh, Jesus, well, before he was taken up, um, he had given command through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he'd chosen. Then in verse 3, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. So Jesus is still at work. He's continuing to do and teach. Uh, But first, he prepared his witnesses. He told his apostles. uh, He taught them. Uh, He showed his apostles uh, his risen body, that it was really him. Because as Jesus works, he does it through sending out witnesses, witnesses to who he was and what he did. Uh, You see, Christianity, uh, it's, it's not just a philosophy. If you've got a philosophy, then people can share a a philosophy. If you've got a way of life, then people can go out and share a way of life. Yet Jesus is working in the world, not through a philosophy or a way of life, uh, but he needs witnesses because Jesus has worked in history. Just like Luke's gospel told us, Jesus died for our sins. Uh, God in the flesh, after having died, he rose again. And it's the original eyewitnesses to these accounts who began to take Jesus' gospel out, to take his word out. And it's we as his witnesses that continue to tell the world what Jesus has done. So Jesus is still doing and teaching. And he does it through his witnesses who he prepared here. But he also does it by his spirit. We don't have the strength to take Jesus' message out by ourselves. Uh, Yet Jesus, by his spirit, uh, sends his people out. Uh, He tells them in verse 4, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus is alive. Uh, Jesus has been raised up to heaven. And we're told that four times in the last few verses of our passage. But from heaven, he's continuing to do and teach. And the book of Acts will show us that he's doing that through his people, by his spirit. Uh, But second, we'll see what he is doing. As Jesus is still at work, what is he doing? Well, he's taking his name. He's proclaiming the gospel to all nations. And we see this from verse 6. And verse 6 starts with a question. Uh, Jesus' followers come and when they'd come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? This seems like a funny question, doesn't it? But they're really asking Jesus if this is the end. You see, the the Old Testament looked forward to a day, a final glorious day, when God would pour out his spirit on his people, uh, when the dead would be raised to life, uh, when the living and the dead would be judged, and when the kingdom would come in its fullness. And they were looking forward to this day, but now these first witnesses of Jesus, 
They say these things are happening. We've seen a man rise from the dead. Tick. Maybe the, the last days are here. And Jesus is telling them that in a few days they'll receive the Holy Spirit. They say, tick, the end must be here. And they come and ask Jesus, is this it? Is this the end? Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? But Jesus says, well, it's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Jesus says, not yet. We're not done yet. Yes, uh, I have been raised from the dead. The resurrection is here. He says, yes, the Holy Spirit will be poured out. Yet there is something that needs to happen for God's purposes to be fulfilled. And we can see this if we jump back to the end of Luke's gospel. If you go to Luke chapter 24, uh, starting in verse 44, uh, we meet the risen Lord Jesus uh, speaking to his followers, telling them what must happen for God's purposes in all of history to happen. If you want to know what God is doing in all of history, if you want to know what God is doing in the world now, uh, then Pay attention to these words. In verse 44, uh, Jesus said, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Jesus is saying, You shouldn't be surprised that I died and rose again. uh, Because all of the Old Testament, every part of it, it was pointing forward to me. And Jesus goes on to tell them what the Old Testament promised uh, that must be fulfilled. What God is doing to fulfill his purposes in history. And he gives us really a list of things. Uh, We're told uh, in verse 46, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Jesus tells us uh, what must happen for God's plans to be fulfilled. We see, firstly, he must die. He must die in our place to take the punishment for our sins. We see, tick, well, that's happened. And second... He says, well, on the third day, I must rise again. And tick, he rose from the dead. Yet as surely as Jesus died and rose, God promises that something else will happen. That the forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. Jesus says we're in a time of waiting. The end has not yet come because while he has died and risen again, the news of his dying and rising again, the news of his finished work must be proclaimed to all nations. Jesus is still at work. Uh, The end has not come yet because Jesus will be proclaimed to all nations. And that's just what we see uh, here in Acts 1. Uh, Jesus tells them what will happen. Uh, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Well, Jesus says, not yet. But in verse 8, 
but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus says that's what's happening now. This is where you fit in history. Jesus died. Jesus rose. Now repentance and forgiveness in his name are being proclaimed to all nations. He says the gospel will go out from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And these aren't random place names. Jesus is giving us a picture of the gospel going out. It's starting in the city of Jerusalem, going out to the whole region of Judea, then to the neighboring kingdom of of Samaria, and then beyond that to all nations. And this is a geographic move outward, but this is not just about places, it's about people. Jesus said the gospel, well, it starts with his people, the Jews in Jerusalem and Judea. But the gospel is also going to go to the kingdom of Samaria, who thought that they'd been cut off from God's people hundreds of years earlier. But the forgiveness of sins that Jesus brings, it's it's not just for one people or two people. It's for all nations. And Jesus says his people will take the news of what he has done to all those nations. The gospel will go out from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the amazing thing is that this isn't a command. This is a promise. Jesus does tell us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth in Matthew 28. But both in Luke 24 and in Acts 1, We're not given a command, we're given a promise. He tells us this will happen. As we're called to join in as his witnesses, uh, we're not jumping on an uncertain cause. Uh, We're not hoping that we can take the baton from Jesus and sort of run the next lap by ourselves as the church. No, the risen Lord Jesus is continuing to do and to teach He is building his church. Uh, Salvation will be proclaimed to all the nations. And we get to be a part of it as his witnesses. This salvation is sure because as God promised that Jesus would die and Jesus would rise, God has promised that the gospel will go to the ends of the earth. We know this is sure. And we know that We are a part of his purposes because he's given us his Holy Spirit so that he hasn't just given us a job, given us an instruction manual and said, go and figure it out. Go and tell the world about me. Jesus is building the church. Jesus is at work from heaven, but he's working through us and he's given us his Holy Spirit to give us power, to give us strength, to give us boldness, to give us words, to help us know and carry his word so that the world would know him. Jesus will be proclaimed to all nations. And that's what we'll see throughout the book of Acts. Uh, We've called this series the unstoppable word because that's what we see in the book of Acts. It's his word going out. And his word is unstoppable. Traditionally, the book of Acts has been called the Acts of the Apostles. 
uh, because we do see the apostles doing many things and we do see amazing things happening in the church. Yet Acts isn't ultimately about the apostles or even the church. These are the acts of the risen Lord Jesus as he continues to do and teach from his throne in heaven. And as we see the risen Lord Jesus at work, we will see that his word is unstoppable. Throughout Acts, there'll be many, many obstacles, uh, much opposition to the gospel going out, uh, disunity in the church. Yet at every point throughout the book of Acts, we will see that Jesus is at work and that his word is unstoppable. It's not just about the church. Uh, When the church is being opposed, the risen Jesus will appear in Acts and say, why do you persecute me? Because he is at work. And as Jesus' followers stand up and proclaim him, they will start to look more and more like Jesus. If they seek to love those who persecute them, if they seek to bring and proclaim the kingdom of God, as Jesus did here for these 40 days. We will see throughout the book of Acts some unique things, because not everything in the book of Acts is for us to copy or imitate. Uh, Just like Jesus' death and Jesus' resurrection are once-off events, there'll be some things in the book of Acts that are once-off events. Because Jesus is establishing his church, and that only needs to happen once. Uh, His church now is growing. Yet as we see some once-off events, we will see that this same Jesus is still on the throne. This same Jesus is still at work in our world. This same Jesus is still building his church. And he's doing it through us, his witnesses, by his spirit in us. So as we come to the book of Acts, I think we will get clarity and we will get certainty. We'll get clarity about how we fit into God's great purposes. Uh, We're in a time of waiting now uh, during COVID. Yet it can feel like uh, God's plans have slowed down, like God's purposes in the world have have ground to a halt. Yet I think we'll see that uh, God's word is unstoppable. And we'll see that we have a part in that. Uh, We have a purpose. He calls us to be his witnesses even now. Uh, But secondly, the book of Acts will give us certainty because there are real challenges. Uh, There are real limitations to what we can do and where we can go. Uh, There are things that make sharing the gospel and living as witnesses hard all the time, but especially now. Yet the book of Acts will remind us that this isn't Our job. Jesus is at work. This is Jesus' job. These are the acts of the risen Lord Jesus. He is continuing to do and teach. He is building his church. And we have the privilege of being a part of his plans, uh, his word, which is unstoppable. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Uh, that Jesus is alive. We thank you that he offers forgiveness of sins in his name to all people, all nations, no matter where we have come from.
Uh, we pray that uh, each one of us would, would know his forgiveness. But we pray also that we would know the privilege, the joy of being a part of his purposes. Lord, thank you that you haven't just left it to us to take out your message. You haven't just uh, left it to us uh, to, to grow your kingdom. Lord, thank you that Jesus is at work. Jesus is building his church. Thank you for his spirit in us by which you are working through the church. Thank you for your word, which is unstoppable. So help us to trust you. Help us to look with boldness beyond what we can do, beyond what we can imagine or accomplish. Let us look to your great promises uh, that the gospel will be preached in Jesus' name to all nations. It's in his great and powerful name that we pray. Amen.